From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of W2 Group, a global marketing services ecosystem organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today, I'll be talking with one of the true pioneers of the web about the future of social networking. Reed Hoffman, founder and chairman of LinkedIn, in the company's first four years, Reed served as CEO and built the company's membership to $9 million. He now drives product and business strategy as chairman and president of the products division. Prior to founding LinkedIn, Reed was executive vice president of PayPal, where he was in charge of overseeing all business relationships. He was instrumental in PayPal's acquisition by eBay, and he established partnerships with Intuit, Visa, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, and others. Reed has also held management roles in large technology companies like Fujitsu and Apple. In addition to his involvement with LinkedIn, Reed serves on the board of another pioneering social network company, Six Apart, and the Mozilla Corporation. He graduated with distinction from Stanford University with the BS in Symbolic Systems and from Oxford University with a master's degree in philosophy. We'll have to ask about that. Welcome to Market Edge, Reed. Uh, great, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, Reed, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, you guys got the idea for LinkedIn in the first place and sort of what the early years were like before anybody really knew what social networks really were. Well, the, um, there were kind of two angles which led to the idea of LinkedIn. One was kind of um, some of the patterns that we'd seen kind of difficulty doing work, like, for example, uh, finding a really good flash designer to put up a mock-up for a deal that we wanted to propose because we didn't have any resources in the company, and how would we find someone quickly, um, and kind of how do we get to a company in order to do a deal. This is all from PayPal days. And then the other theme was realizing how the Internet is going to change professionals' lives and how it's going to change how, they're, how they run their career. And, you know, for example, on the second thing was um, that everybody uh, should have an online professional profile so that, you know, opportunities in business and uh, former colleagues and everyone else can find them um, in order to interact with them. And um, those two themes together uh, led to the insight about LinkedIn and is part of the reason why uh, I founded LinkedIn, well, actually central part of the reason I founded LinkedIn, and then also was investing in other kinds of uh, social networking companies. Like what other companies were you involved with at, uh, at the time? Or I think I thought Facebook was one of the ones you were working Well, so with. I led the yeah, – I'm an investor in Facebook. Uh, I led um, – the first round in Friendster. Um, I invested in Six Apart. Um, I've invested in Tagged, which is a uh, kind of a uh, young person's, you know, it's kind of the phenomenon of tagging everybody, uh, um, social network. So it's, uh, I've actually done a lot of, I, I participated very broadly across the field. How uh, how many members are now in LinkedIn? I'm sure it's a lot more than nine million. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember when that when that uh, when that bio must have been written. Given nine million, it's uh, it's nearly twenty six million now. 
Wow. So, I mean, that's just huge. You know, one of the things I was noticing uh, a lot of publicity around lately is, uh, you know, that uh, prospective employers have been looking on Facebook and seeing embarrassing pictures of people and then not hiring them. you know, it seems like there's a real need for, you know, a professional social network like LinkedIn so that you can really track and, and build your resume and connect with other workers. Uh, do you see it evolving as, as a truly the, the leading professional platform? I think so, indeed. Actually, I think there's a huge difference between social and professional for exactly that kind of reason, which is, you know, people want to put up pictures of themselves partying or, you know, uh, having a, uh, you know, a Mai Tai or something with their friends. Those aren't appropriate for uh, business context. And yet, also, for example, one of the things that LinkedIn does is when someone Googles you by name, uh, generally what you want them to find first is your professional identity, not not your you know, again, not not pictures of you on the beach with a mai tai, and um, uh, and that those are all things that LinkedIn does. I and mean, when we started, we actually hadn't realized how central the notion would be, also of someone googling you by name. And it's one of the features we launched a couple of years ago, so that if you actually uh, publish parts of your LinkedIn profile to the web, we do a pretty good job of um, because Google thinks it's a good search result of uh, that being a front page result. Um, when someone searches for your name. So it really helps in the organic search process is what you're yes, saying. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you know, I on the other you're gonna say Larry get a life here, but the other night <laughs> I'm went on to Amazon and before I knew it I'd been on there an hour and a half and uh and I had bought some things, I had written some uh, reviews, but the the reason was I started watching some videos of authors and then there was a sort of Q and A with John Updike I was interested in and you know, for the first time, I realized I was starting to be sort of part entertained, part being sold to, part, you know, um, uh, giving user-generated content to the site. Is LinkedIn thinking about being far more use of rich media and becoming not just the professional place, but almost a, a professional environment that uh, is, is, is full of a lot of things to do? Uh, well, definitely. We One of our initiatives, although... There's a nuance to that. So uh, the nuance is because we focus entirely on professional, most people don't want professional things to take longer than they need to. So we yep. have a focus on efficiency of being able to get the value proposition or the task that you want to get done done. So most often people using LinkedIn for, for being effective is either searching for the right person, like an expert to help them with something or an inside connection to a company or something like that, or searching for information. So we have an answer service where you can ask a question and then get a variety of answers. Now, one of the things we realize that's the value from your network is actually generating effective professional news. So we actually have a product on the site in, it's kind of like an early beta, uh, called LinkedIn News, um, which basically uh, creates a forum by which we've, we've, um, brought a bunch of, of information about your company, your company's competitors, et cetera, from the web to a forum that then you and your colleagues can collectively uh, say, oh, this one's important, comment on this one, that sort of thing, as a way of of sharing information on a kind of a day-by-day slice as, you know, in terms of information on what's going on from the web, what's important for us all to be on the same page on, uh, share a perspective on, that sort of thing. So that's, yeah. that's kind of where we're, we're um, 
heading to that. It's, 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 uh, rich, rich media will be uh, included as part of this uh, LinkedIn news, um, but, but only as it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, has a reasonable relevancy targeting to kind of where you are as a professional and, you know, which kind of information helps you as a professional, as your kind of professional. Cool. Hey, you know, from your point of view, where are we in the sort of evolution of, of these leading social network sites or professional network sites like LinkedIn on sort of the evolution scale? You know, are we still in the ocean? Are we the slimy thing just coming out onto the beach, or, or are we already walking erect? <laughs> Um, I would say that we are the slimy thing coming onto the beach, although that's not usually the way I describe my efforts. <laughs> um, I, I think um, I think especially in the business side, but everything broadly across the Internet, is uh, we're just beginning to see the kinds of interesting things that are possible. And um, I think that the, you know, one of the things, like, for example, on the business side, um, I'll just you know <laughs> you know give one very very specific example. I think a lot of people talk up how important the reference checking is uh, in the context of say for example hiring either an employee or services, but yet very few people do it because it's so hard. Even though it's that valuable, well, I think one of the things that's going to happen. I think LinkedIn already has this feature, but there's a lot of amplification of it. Is um, is essentially you know making uh, reference checking uh, so easy and so prevalent in terms of value that not only do you have people reference checking, say, for example, a, a prospective lawyer they're going to hire, a prospective employee, I think you'll have prospective employees uh, reference checking prospective uh, bosses right, or managers. I think you'll have some reference checking in when you're doing BD deals as to, okay, is this person a good person to be dealing with? Um, I think you're going to have a variety of of an ability that all comes from now that you know people have professional profiles and networks online, I think that you that there will be different patterns of business coming out, and I think that'll take a while. And I think there will be, you know, today's technology is just the beginning of empowering it, and I think it'll be, um, you know, it's always hard to exactly predict the future, but I think there will be, you know, there will be things that we don't even think of now. You know, I'd imagine that um, you'll agree with this statement that the the, the web like like the real world, is going much more micro-segmented, so very specific types of categories. And so talk a little bit about maybe LinkedIn and the way it's going to start parsing things. And so it's, you know, 26 million is so huge, but I'm just looking for a good tax lawyer, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, help a little bit with that design as it evolves. Well, so we already have a little bit of it now, which is if you go to search and you you type in you know tax lawyer, tax attorney, <laughs> right, sort by your network, you already get a <laughs> a thin slice. I think that one of the things that we um, that we're building towards is the um, like for example, and they even like they, for example like news stuff is how do we uh, deliver. Um, micro-targeted content and also participation within groups and so forth that is specific to, you know, uh, the, 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 the actual, you know, kind of niche profession. Because, you know, what's relevant to me as an Internet entrepreneur is very different, you know, even though you say, okay, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, than to a semiconductor entrepreneur, right? What, right. what trends we're tracking, what we're doing, what information's important, who do we need to be talking to, 
it, it's all, you know, it actually has a different characteristic. Now, you add profiles and a trusted network to that, and then you get down to the, 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 the narrow slice that matters to me, and then you begin to be able to build very interesting services on top of that. You know, in a way, you know, and I'll have full disclosure, I introduced Monster.com uh, many years ago, but in a way, couldn't LinkedIn in part be a next generation, a deeper and a broader Monster concept? Well, I think that Monster is one part of what is possible with LinkedIn. Um, yeah. I mean, clearly, I think that the notion of of doing hiring processes that involve kind of the context of, oh, well, we know some people in common, or as opposed to the 400, you know, or 1,000 resumes in the pile, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. being sorted through, um, you know, having some intelligence on that by um, – reference from other people that we uh, jointly know. And um, uh, and so those things, I think, are all, um, you know, what, you know, you could think of as kind of uh, recruiting 2.0 on, on the web. And I think LinkedIn can be, play a very major role in these things. Uh, but the LinkedIn stuff actually goes far beyond just the when you're looking for a job. Um, part of, I mean, when actual people look at how they use their networks, it's 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 not it, it is of course very important they use it for hiring and looking for a job but they also use it as a way of finding information um answer, solving or answering a problem uh getting in touch with the right person at a company you know there's there's a wide variety of of application that is um that goes far beyond monster we're going to take a short commercial break right now but please stand by and we'll be right back with this great conversation with Reed Hoffman Chairman of LinkedIn. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCSearch.com. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. 
They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. He's been out there with the code of ethics. Been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Welcome to Webcology. I hate throwing out these numbers, eh, because you're just, uh, I think I just said A. Oh, I'm so Canadian. Um, <laughs> it's okay, I they love it for it. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. SEO 101 is now in session. Every Wednesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Reed Hoffman, founder and chairman of LinkedIn, among many other things that he's doing. Uh, LinkedIn's up to 26 million people. That that means, Reed, it's a pretty attractive place, and you must be executing. So that means there's got to be some competitors, you know, even though you don't have to name a lot. But are you seeing some new, uh, some new faces on the web that could compete with LinkedIn? Well, we have, um, in the English-speaking world, um, there's almost no competitors that um, are you know, have a scale that is even within like two orders of magnitude of us. Um, and, and part of how we think of that is we think of that as professional networking, where people can actually, um, you know, search for and find the right person to work with at eBay or, um, you know, find a, uh, a good IP attorney or that kind of stuff, right? Um, you know, ask and answer professional questions. People frequently say, oh, well, what about the social networking? So, you know, like Facebook or... Um, you know, Friendster, High Five, Tagged. And it's like, well, actually, those have a lot of games. They have a lot of photo sharing. Um, you, know, um, you, know, you know, one of the top ten apps in, in, um, on Facebook is Texas Hold'em Poker, right, which there is an enterprise version of. And, um, uh, and so uh, that's, you know, generally speaking, in the English world, we are by far and away the largest thing. The um, uh, in international markets, there are some uh, kind of local um, homegrown things. So there's a, a, a service called Zing, which is very strong in Germany. Um, there's a service called Viadio, which is kind of up and coming in France. Um, uh, there's a service called Weadlink in China, um, and you know um, these are all kind of you know delivering some. You know, valuable different services within their within their uh, local market. Um, you know, I was just I just came back from China and I was had a chat with people at Tencent over there, and they of course um, have the social network QQ, and I was amazed at the amount of, of social stuff going on in China alone. Yep. Well, there's I mean the all industry in China is on a kind of a you know a rocket ship trajectory, and that includes a lot of the internet stuff and. And one of the things that's kind of interesting as other places, it's just kind of a little, uh, kind of a much faster accelerated version of what happened in telecom, 
as other places kind of get into their internet curves, they obviously trend, they obviously have a different path and a different curve because what happens is you know people who are developing services look over at what's already been built um, you know out of Silicon Valley and the English speaking world and so forth and go oh let's build a variant of that here so the number of of various kinds of social applications and and other internet applications in China is just stunning at the the, the rate at which they're developing. Hey, you know I have to ask this question. I mean, uh, last year Facebook, you know, took a little money from uh, Microsoft and had a uh, valuation of over fifteen billion dollars. Uh, you guys raised uh, uh, some money recently. Um, one of the players, our own Boston's Bain Capital. Uh, and put you guys north of a billion dollars. So two-part question. One, why all the value? I mean, uh, in your humble opinion, why all the value? And second question is, Madison Avenue is still cynical about any of the monetization uh, types of uh, things social networks can provide. Uh, could you comment on both of those? Yep. Um, so... I'll answer the question for both Facebook and LinkedIn in both cases. So in case of Facebook, it's massively growing audience share and uniques per month. And, you know, there's a kind of a very attractive social medium for, you know, kind of people sharing pictures with each other and playing games and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're doing, you know, billions of page views a day, right? And they are a massive internet site. And so even if, you know, one of their obvious challenges that all intelligent commentators know is is that, you know, is how do you get your CPM uh, higher per page? But even when you have, you know, a modest CPM or a low CPM, when you have that many pages, you still actually get a lot of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and so that's the that's kind of the Facebook story and that's part of the reason their valuation and that's part of the reason where their their revenue is, which is just you know, you know, it's it's kind of it's 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 one of the largest sites on the internet. It's you know, there's there's only a few others that even come close to it. I mean, YouTube, MySpace, you know, Google, Yahoo, and then you know, at that point, you know, you're talking about it drops off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Facebook, and then it starts really dropping fast. And so, uh, and then a LinkedIn case, um, we have a lot less in terms of page views, but we have. Um, uh, you know, kind of um, an audience that is there to transact business. Um, we have, uh, you know, uh, demographics that are, according to the Nielsen App Plan, uh, comparable with like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Um, we have, uh, you know, professionals there to transact business, whether it's, you know, doing business development deals or hiring um, or finding, you know, an attorney or finding clients. Um, and all of those activities are, you know, um, you know, light monetization is totally easy from the viewpoint of the amount of value being provided in the business ecosystem. And once again, that ties to, you know, why the valuation and then also, you know, kind of how the business model works and how uh, and why why there's actually a business model that makes some real money. When are the big corporations going to, you know, in your opinion, be a little smarter about, you know, working with the, so the leading social network sites? You, you know, my... Uh, I tell this story often. My, my middle daughter came into me a few months ago and said, uh, Dad, I was just on Facebook, and Coca-Cola did the lamest thing. They said they wanted to be my friend. 
And, of course, she and her friends just made fun of that endlessly. Um, you know, when are the big companies going to realize that it's different? You can't approach it like television and traditional intrusion uh, marketing. Well, so I don't know. Um, the the, the uh, They do definitely, I mean, the, your question is exactly right. They have to realize that this is not a place where you kind of like, you know, um, where you, you know you kind of buy a fake profile and say everyone friend me because it's like look, people are friending real people, right? They get updates from real people. This is the context, and so rather than trying to market by you know kind of the classic, you know I just kind of beat you over the head with my you know video advertisement marketing through essentially social connections and influencers and and. Um, and you know, kind of the endorsement and recommendation of of people is is in fact what I think one of the new strains of advertising is going to be, both on the social and on the professional side. And um, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's one of the things that you know it, it'll be a very interesting, dramatic change when when folks uh, start getting it. Now, I do know uh, that one thing is that in terms of deploying. Uh, networks for productivity, um, we're beginning to see very early adopters company get it because they're coming to us at LinkedIn and saying, hey, how do we how do we leverage the fact that, you know, a bunch of our employees are using you in a way that helps our business? And, you know, right. we're in the process of building products to help them with that. Right. That's cool. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people forget that there's a lot of internal uses for these kinds of platforms for our communications for big companies. The, um, you know, you might remember I've sort of been involved and followed the mobile industry uh, as it's been evolving in this country specifically. Uh, you know, and we've started to see, you know, things like uh, Blue Pulse and Moco Space and, you know, sort of mobile-only social networks. Two questions. What about LinkedIn on mobile? And two, what do you think about mobile as an increasingly important platform in the the expansion of social networks? So um, I think that there's, I mean, mobile devices are inherently social communication devices, and social networks in particular tend to be very much about that. So I think there's going to be a mass amount of overlap. I think that... Um, uh, you know, for example, LinkedIn is tends to be more information rich uh, and and app application for delivering kind of productivity. So, um, you know, there will be stuff that will be useful um, on um, um, you know on LinkedIn for this as well. Um, so, I think on the social side, it'll be like you know, kind of um, you know status updates and that kind of stuff. Everything from you know a unique. Uh, services like you know Blue Pulse or Looped or you know any number of other things, plus Facebook itself doing it, and then on the professional side, um, the principal uh, two platforms we focused on have been the BlackBerry and the iPhone because those uh, tend to have a richer interface that allow for our, uh, a richer interaction for productivity stuff, and we have um, we have kind of uh, custom designed uh, web pages for both of those and. Uh, we're working on an iPhone application as well, so uh, we think that there's we think that there's major uh, major opportunity in the mobile space. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. You know, if we are the, um, the you know if the, the 
the social network uh, category is uh, is the slimy thing coming out onto the beach. Is there room for more social networking companies, Reed Hoffman? And and for you being such a great entrepreneur in this space, what advice would you have for entrepreneurs and and maybe venture capitalists uh, in this space? Well. Um... I think the key thing, I think there is probably room, but it has to have a very clever new idea and concept. Um, I think just trying to do another Facebook, Friendster, LinkedIn, whatever, <laughs> right, is, um, you know, is a fool's play. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe a specific one for, um, you know, the Middle East or, you know, something might work, <laughs> um, you know, like a ge- ge- geographically specific, because there is some geographic divisions, but um, I think you'd have to be something new, like, you know, um, uh, uh, family, religion, you know, something maybe, and that, and that might work. And then and I have to have a kind of unique slice on it. And then the... Um, uh, and then in terms of VCs, I think, and, you know, an investment, I think that's, again, you know, part of what the recommendation comes to is, you know, don't just invest in another Me Too unless somehow there's a really interesting geographic edge. Uh, invest in something that actually uh, could potentially expand to meet a very big need that would be different than um, than what you're getting from the existing network. So, like, for example, um, you know, if it's, uh, you know, uh, Facebook is focused on friends and sharing and, you know, photos, status updates, and so forth. So if you have something distinct from that that's kind of a different list, then, um, uh, you know, then you have a potential opportunity. Now, you always have to look at it as it's kind of noisy because there's so much going on here. So it better be a very, very – the bar is high. It better be a very, very good opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up this sort of religion because there's been a lot of noise lately about young uh, people looking for spirituality and and religious things, and there might be an opportunity there in that category. Uh, yeah, I think there might be. The other uh, the other uh, comment I would love to have you on is I've been fascinated lately with uh, you know the blog her site, and do you think there's room for other sort of blog aggregators that sort of you know maybe health blogs and you know, uh, legal blogs, and this is sort of aggregating, so you only have to go to one place and people vote on the best ones. Yeah, I absolutely think so. I mean, I think that part of the part of the question will be is, you know, so the first thing you have is you have millions of publishers and participants generating information. Then you have to have mechanisms that help, you know, each individual really get to the things that matter to them. And one of the slices is, <laughs> you know, um, is you know we care about this particular topic or this particular slice and and that kind of slice um, as as a, as a one filter amongst a number in terms of finding really good content um, is I think powerful and therefore therefore those kinds of content aggregation stuff can be in fact very useful. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I can't believe our time's almost up, but I often like to end uh, with my guest with. Uh, sort of a, a little bit of an off-the-path question and that's m- less about LinkedIn or, or anything you've done professionally, but more just from a personal touch. You know, what have you found interesting on the web that might be new to our audience, that, uh, you know, a site that could have nothing to do with what, you know, you do professionally, but that you're interested in? You know, a few of my hosts have uh, mentioned things like Doppler or they've mentioned uh-huh. uh, sports well, sites. Uh, so they, they Doppler like. is one of the things I've invested in, by the way. 
Oh, great. (laughs) That's terrific. Boy, I'm going to have to, you know, hit you up for some philanthropy here soon. But uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, but how about a site that, uh, uh, you know, that we can close with that Reed Hoffman thinks is really cool that people should check out? Um, Wow, it's funny. I do this so much professionally that it's kind of an indexed uh, set of things. Um, I guess... uh, um, well, I'll, I'll, you know, and I, I do, and so even though it, I, I'm not mentioning this because it overlaps with what I uh, invest in, I just happen to invest in the things that I think are cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's an endorsement, not a, not a, not a plug. Um, Congregate, uh, which is spelled with a K, has just a amazing set of very um, kind of uh, lightweight flash games um, that. Uh, are kind of an easy like 10 minutes or 15 minutes of entertainment that you know is a is kind of a good break um, you know whether in the evening or during the day or whatever is relevant for the person and what they do is they it's this whole thing of uh, you can think, kind of think of it as the YouTube for flash games is a bunch of cool developers um, you know college kids uh, people working on their own time design a kind of game and put it up there and the best ones kind of bubble up to the top so you can easily find some really fun lightweight games that are kind of everything from little action puzzles to you know a whole range of entertainment so that that's something i've actually been playing with uh more often as a way of taking a break from like you know i get home at seven and you know kind of want to cleanse my mind before having dinner with my wife and then getting back to work afterwards and you know i'll play a game for 10 minutes so Congregate. Cool. Hey, Reed Hoffman, founder and chairman of LinkedIn and pioneer of, uh, of the web. Thanks a lot for being my guest today. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everyone in the audience, for listening to today's Market Edge conversation. Tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time in the U.S. at webmasterradio.fm for another exciting edition of Market Edge. This is Larry Weber. Bye-bye for now.